Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> I'm Jane. And this is Under the Bleachers. We are two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. Two or more adults. (laughs) This week, uh, our Christmas special slash holiday special double release, uh, The Prom 2020, Netflix's The Prom, uh, which a lot of people have been asking me if I watched. Um, But first, uh, some breaking breaking news (laughs) from the teen celeb sphere. Uh, I texted Jane right before this uh, because I I saw on my phone that Ariana Grande was in fact engaged again. <laughs> again, it feels like just yesterday that she was engaged, uh, this <laughs> and is, now today she is engaged. This is really funny, but I think that the the fiance kind of looks like her. So she posted a picture that the caption was like "forever and then some," and it was a picture oh, of loved. them like <laughs> under a blanket. And I thought it was yeah. like Ariana and like a cousin. <laughs> they looked. So I just also they're both. <laughs> I couldn't tell what was happening because either she had a white shirt, he had a white shirt. It was confusing, but I will say her tattoos are really dope. That was like the main thing I took away from looking at the Instagram yes, post. Yes, I also didn't know that she had any. Um, so many all over her hands. Speaking She's of so tattoos, cool. let me introduce our guests, one of which uh, actually introduced me to the tattoo artist that I got my first tattoo from. Um, yay! Yay! Our guests this week, uh, first time with two guests, which we're really excited about are my friends Julie. Hello. And Maya. <laughs> Hello. Um, and we like to ask all our guests on this show, uh, just just go from your gut. Uh, what type of teen were you? I was a, uh, this is Julie, I was a theater teen, <laughs> which, you know, we've <laughs> talked about before on the pod. Um, that's really, that's the best way that I can identify myself. Yeah theater kid yeah i was um sad um no not, oh. not just sad, sad no, girl, i was sad girl all, I, no i was also a theater teen um yes wow. <laughs> you are what now knowing podcast we're about to record. yeah we're all entering the theater kid zone which i feel like is very appropriate to this movie anyway and like was done on purpose um but i, I did want to bring up I feel like, Maya, there is now, like, sad girl slash sad boy music. Like, that is a subgenre of music. Uh, so that's also a valid type of teen. Absolutely. You gotta, you gotta, gotta sell it. Um, yeah, I, really quickly, uh, one of us here has a very uh, unique relationship to this, I guess, musical now movie franchise, The Prom. Um, Julie, would you like to talk about your personal relationship, uh, to the prom? (laughs) Yes. And we'll have to come back, I think, to some elements of this, but, um, the prom is the only show that I've ever left at intermission. Um, I went to go see it on Broadway and I did get totally free tickets and that's because it didn't, wasn't doing very well. (laughs) Tickets weren't selling, they were giving them away. Um, (laughs) So I think that's probably also why I left. Like, I hadn't paid for it. I felt no obligation to it. But um, I went with a roommate of mine. Uh, the branding and, like, the moment you step into the theater, it was like, we're making a prom for everyone. And I was like, oh, this is going to be this, like, cool, inclusive show. And then there was just, like, 
eating disorder jokes, slut shaming remarks. Nice. Bad nice. music. All the and hits. my roommate and I turned and looked at each other right before intermission, and we were like, "Do you want to just not stay for the rest <laughs> of this?" And we left. Yeah, I mean that is that is pretty big. It's not like um, it's not like not finishing reading a book. Like, you could have just sat there for like what an hour more. It's a it's a, yeah. yeah. What did yeah. you go do instead? Ooh, good question. We, you know, we just went home. Like, oh, it was okay. Like, <laughs> I think we both had a long day at work. It was a weeknight. We had to take the train back to Brooklyn. Oh. We were just like, let's just, we're not enjoying yeah, let's this. Go home. So let's just get on the train and go home and be done with the evening. That's a powerful decision. And yeah. I think it was probably the right one. It is. Yeah. That is you. a very, that is the first I heard about anything about the prom i follow like you know broadway world and all those other bullshit websites that like send you spam essentially but um so i had heard all the marketing about it but julie your your experience was the first i had heard of it and i was was pretty impressed <laughs> i don't know what what uh where did people hear about this show what had you heard about it before so the musical was in 2018 FYI. i had heard nothing about this i didn't i didn't know it existed um when I heard about the movie, like, I think even you just told me. Like, it was just, it seemed to appear out of thin air for me. Maya. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think I heard about it just because it showed up on my Spotify Discover. Like, just mm-hmm. like, a, I think one yeah. of the songs did. Um, and I'd only heard really one song. I'd only heard Unruly Heart. And that's all I knew about it going into the movie. Which is in the movie for, like, eight seconds. <laughs> like, it's it flies by so fast. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of parts in the movie that I think I actually thought I would like that did not <laughs> happen for very long. Um, but yeah, for the, for the listeners, if you had no idea that this was, uh, you know, something before it was a film for Netflix... Uh, it was a show that went to Broadway in 2018, I think was somewhere else before that. And the reason it got so big was that, or the reason it became a movie, because I was like, oh my God, how this, how did this go to Netflix so fast? Was that um, on April, in April 2019, there was a benefit performance of the show and it was hosted by Ryan Murphy. And mm. at that benefit performance, Ryan Murphy um, announced that he was going to adapt it for Netflix. Uh. Um, which my question was, has Ryan Murphy done any movies? Or does he just do TV shows? Oof. I feel like I should know this because I watched a lot of his stuff, but yeah. I don't. I don't know. And the, and this is a very oddly paced movie to me, so I think that might be why. But um, yeah, I mean, I was excited. I like, I you know, Glee is a big cultural <laughs> piece of our pop culture. And so is like American Horror Story and Scream Queens and all that. But um, But I also know that people have complicated feelings about Ryan Murphy uh anyway and if if anyone wants to chime in with your own ryan murphy baggage that's that's totally fine (laughs) i've watched so i've watched so much glee and i like i think did i was this during the pandemic that i watched three seasons of glee again and it's uh it's a challenging show and and at the (laughs) end it, it was sort of one of those watches where i was like proud of myself when i finished and i was talking to my friend adrian and she was like why why if you don't like it if you hate this and so I stopped after season three, and it felt like a, I don't know, some sort of victory. I remember watching Glee in middle school, and it was, like, my first exposure to the fact that, like, lesbians existed. Like, I don't think I even, like, realized that they existed yet. Like, I was like, gay men exist, <laughs> but, like, 
the idea yeah. of gay women like had just not been conceptualized in my little like catholic school mind and like mm. um but in general, I, I don't like Ryan Murphy. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Also, that means that the first lesbian character in your canon was Santana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Shit. Shit. Yeah. But I, I mean, I genuinely like that actor. But yes. Um, I saw Glee live. And so I slapped the hands of some now deceased Glee cast Ooh. members. <laughs> Because oh, they like yeah. go, sorry, they go, <laughs> little dark. They like go down the the aisles and they're like high five, high five, high five. And oh wow, yeah. that's a lot of people. Can you imagine doing that in COVID now? Oh my god. <laughs> I was imagining Jane at the front of the stage and then like <laughs> oh yeah, <people. laughs> grasping for their with hands. with the teens. I went to an Ariana Grande concert and it was literally me, um, a couple friends that Julie knows, Danielle and Allison, and then like teenagers and preteens and their dads somehow <laughs> there's a lot of dads and not moms which is interesting maybe the mom didn't want to drive in the family <laughs> um but it was funny because they were selling uh light up cat ears that would light up in <gasps> the beat to the beat of ariana's <gasps> songs which is actually oh. pretty cool i was like how did they do that i but want each, that um each pair was 40 dollars, and there was oh, a yeah. family in front of us with three kids <gasps> and each one got one if you're going to buy wow. one for one of your daughters, you can't not for the other two. <laughs> what a dream. Imagine buying one and being like, okay, 20 minutes and you switch the cat ears. Yeah. You can have it for this song. You can have it for this song. But man, I, I was just like, wow, that's $120 gone. Um, yeah. Um, the prom is based on a real story. Speaking of kind of dark narratives um i didn't know this actually before i watched this movie the prom was based on a story in 2010 it was about a real girl called constance mcmillan who is a senior at a high school in mississippi which i think is very different from the setting that they give us in the movie which we can talk about and she had plans to bring her girlfriend to the senior prom and was banned from attending by the school board and then the aclu sued her school district with her uh and a federal court like you know sort of similar to the prom of this or the prom of this the, the plot of this um uh found the school district guilty and um you know they they tried to go they tried to have an inclusive prom and uh the really terrible like reveal that happens in the movie of the the prank that kids play on the girl which we get i won't spoil right now in the beginning of the app um happened in real life and wow. celebrities were also involved in real life, which Wait, is kind of interesting. What? Yeah, so like Ellen and Green Day and like Lance Bass. Famous celebrity uh, Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Bass. Yeah, they um they supported her on social media and they actually sponsored uh, an inclusive like second chance prom. Uh, but the, the story in real life has a very real and sad ending, which is that she had to transfer to a different high school despite all uh. this media attention. Um, and I just think about, like, that girl gets to think about that forever and gets to watch this. <laughs> yeah. And gets to watch huh. James Corden, my nemesis. Okay, I it, for airing baggage at the top of the show... Um, James Corden is my enemy. My brother and I have hated him for a long time. Nothing ruins my day more than tuning into like musical theater content or Tony Awards content or carpool karaoke to see like an artist I like. And then like having to like also listen to James Corden, like doing mediocre singing and dancing and acting. <laughs> okay. That is, that is such an interesting type of confidence. 
It reminds me, I remember I was listening to some NPR segment where Alex Baldwin was interviewing Billy Joel and he was like singing Billy Joel's song to Billy Joel. And I was like, there's never going to be a point in my life where I could do that. And that's sort of James Corden, like sitting next to whoever. His bit is that he is a self-insert clumsy, like kind of loserly person. And you can be like, wow, imagine if I were sitting next to the Jonas Brothers in the car and like I could sing with them. And you're supposed I to kind of be imagined. like, and the camera sort of focuses on him and like him belting a high part. And it's like, you're, you're I think the audience is supposed to be like, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> so we're going, just so we're going into this movie with an anti-James Corden. I don't know. I don't know about all of, all of you. I have had this for a while and I've made my peace with just who I am. <laughs> and I, and I don't like him. <laughs> I think my baggage for this movie was like, I don't know what happens in the second act. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people, after I had this take, told me, like, I think you're wrong for, like, the reasons of, like, the movie redeems these awful people. Mm. Because I left because I was like, this is so gross and, like, not what I thought the spirit of this show was going to be. And so the question for me coming into this was, like, so who's right now? Yeah, I don't know. I think we gotta. <laughs> that's that's my big question at the end. I'm okay, curious okay. what you all think. Yeah. Uh, uh, some people in this. Uh, there is Ariana Debose, also known. Or I don't know how to say her last name. Sorry. She's also known as the Bullet in Hamilton, who has great hair. If anyone has seen videos of Hamilton or seen Hamilton, uh, all you know, all twenty people. <laughs> um, she she in the Bullet that kills Hamilton is like held by a dancing human. Uh, so she's an oh. excellent dancer, and she is the like bullet. I was just like going along with that, and I had like I was like, oh yeah, she plays someone named Bullet. <laughs> no, she's oh. literally the bullet fired okay. by the gun because it goes in like slow mo, and she like Understood. does a cool modern dance gotcha. as the bullet speeds toward him. Um, but she's also just like a great dancer who has great hair. Uh, and then Joe Ellen, she is Alyssa, and then Joe Ellen Pellman, who is a newbie. Uh, this is her breakout role, is the main character. Um, and then there's all the famous people, yeah, uh, which include Kerry Washington, Meryl Streep, Keegan Michael Key, Nicole Kidman, James Corden, uh, Andrew Rannells. Um, did anybody hear about the almost cast people in this? <gasps> Ariana Grande. It all ties in. Yeah, Ariana Grande was originally rumored to be cast as the love interest, and then people rioted and were like, "Ariana Grande does brown face. She shouldn't be cast. Also, oh. she's straight." Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fair." And then they they thankfully pulled her out. Aquafina was supposed to be cast as the Broadway people's like publicist guy. I read it's kinda that. Kind of interesting to me because he doesn't have a role. In fact, I was like, they could have cut that character out completely. Yeah. Um, I was a little sad that the 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 Broadway person who plays the main character wasn't cast because it turns out they were trying to make a new breakout star anyway. Do you know the reason um, why they weren't cast? Or are they just too no. old or like not a not I don't no know. Idea. No idea. Movie. I mean, Ariana DeBose is 29, so I don't think that <laughs> yeah. too old was a Which She actually point. looks pretty young. Yeah. I thought she, she looked really young. <laughs> passes. She happens to look... We Should we say, Issa, that the two <laughs> love interests, like, sort of look similar to us? I mean, not completely. <laughs> I'm not trying to draw a direct comparison whatsoever, but... If anyone has know. seen, like, the cover <laughs> art for this podcast... Like us under the bleachers. Jane just sent me the screen cap where the characters in this show are under the bleachers, and I was freaking out. Especially the Carhartt hat that the main person wears, Emma. Oof. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, if Jane wore a bad hat in the summer, that's <laughs> what she would look like. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can, why don't we, why don't we dive in. go right in? All right. So in Indiana, head bitch of the PTA, Mrs. Green, announces <laughs> that the school's prom is canceled because a student, Emma, wanted to take a girl to the dance. The school's bald principal, Tom, is the only one to stand up for her. In New York City, sequin-clad Broadway stars Dee Dee and Barry Glickman's show closes on opening night, and they commiserate with unemployed actor Trent and unemployed chorus girl Angie. Wanting to improve their reputation, Dee Dee and Barry decide to take up Emma's case, and they all head to Indiana. Yeah, it drops us right in the middle of everything, uh, of Olivia Pope being a huge bitch for no reason. I didn't realize this was a Ryan Murphy movie, or maybe I had read it and, like, subconsciously knew it, but the within five seconds, like, just seeing, is it Carrie Washington? Like, just seeing her, her how she was dressed and how she was acting, I, I was like, oh, it's a Ryan Murphy film. Like, I just yeah. felt it. It's like the People versus O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, oh, I mean, it's filmed <laughs> literally the same way that Carrie Washington was filmed. Uh, everyone in musical theater land comes in the font and like color scheme is also our podcast color scheme which is weird <laughs> it's so also everything um, is so sparkly and yeah. like mm, sort of surreal like the view very of shiny. new york is not what it looks like it's like very bright and clean yeah when i was yeah. taking notes as i was watching this like one of my first notes is that this movie was visually exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't even, um, like, it opens with James Corden singing and dancing in a pretend, that's the first musical number, he's, like, dancing in a pretend green screen set, and they didn't even try to film it, like, around Broadway, (laughs) or, like, a fake Broadway, um, which is very different from other, I mean, there's other things that have a big, like, big group numbers, like, even like High School Musical or La La Land, like you can at least tell they're filming like on Earth. <laughs> um. A lot of people online were making fun of the fact that they put Wicked at the Broadhurst, which is just like not the theater that it's Ooh. in, and, it's, and like, that's like the most famous. Like, yeah, it's just super <laughs> silly. Um, I I didn't know that James Corden was straight, and so I know like a lot of the backlash is people think that his portrayal is offensive. I think it's mostly just bad i don't know i mean i'm not a gay man so i I guess i can't speak to whether it's offensive but mostly it was just i actually yeah i thought warm i thought it would be worse but i i also think he kind of changes accents throughout the movie Mm. like in the beginning of the movie he has an impression of a gay man that is almost like an effeminate donald trump (laughs) um so if you go back and watch that you'll see what i'm talking about but it 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 is very weird it just kind of leaves you unsettled um, and I agree that everything's like is a shiny. word I'm going to be using. Yeah. Um, my brother's friend Anthony Smith tweeted that they all look like Sims because like the way that their bodies move is very like jaunty and like they're kind of hopping around and like hanging out on like a weird plush couch. Um, and that that's that rings true for me. They they look like video game people. The um, the two people that I okay so the guy who plays Trent. Didn't look him up, sorry, but he's from Girls and I love him. Yep. And then obviously Nicole Kidman, I have spoken about her before on this podcast. I love her. And I have to say, why is she in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. What is so she doing? The guy who plays Trent is Andrew Rannells, who is a Broadway guy. And oh, he's okay, okay. Really, really talented. I love and him. Great. He got famous for Book of Mormon on Broadway. Oh. Uh, he's like the main guy, and he's just he's awesome. Um, uh, and I think they were like, oh, we know people are gonna get mad if we don't put anyone Broadway in this, so like we'll throw in Andrew Rannells and like, you know, here oh. little theater piggies, like be gotcha. happy. <laughs> I would go one step further and ask, why is Nicole Goodman's character in this? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. is, she, is she in Strange? But all are are the characters accurate to the musical, Julie? Yeah, it's the same. Those four four Broadway okay. stars. I will say about the James Corden character on Broadway, like it's that whole character is ten times more flamboyant yeah. and like stereotypical but mm-hmm. it was played by a gay but man so gay. does that make it okay it's just like yeah. if that is the character like what are you supposed to do with it it's very yeah on, on on broadway it's played by brooks ashmanskas who is like a i mean his he is a he is a character actor who is a great singer and um he he's in a bunch of stuff and he he's funny and he's gay <laughs> uh and he he kind of reminds me of like kind of old broadway uh he has a very old broadway vibe um and like maybe the accent that james corden is sometimes was like going trying for. and failing and just doing like a donald trump um yeah there's very ryan murphy-esque like intros to all the characters and you're kind of whisked through like who they're supposed to be um and the main intro is that they're supposed to be, this is my read, they're supposed to be kind of intentionally detestable people who, like, are very self-absorbed and, like, you know, are very uh, obsessed with being on Broadway, but they're kind of failing right now. Um, but I, everything moves very insanely fast and, like, coked up in the beginning of this movie, and I don't know why I'm supposed to care about these people. Absolutely. Um, and That's I sort of like- just... Yeah. That's sort of my biggest take is the the old people I, I don't care at all about. Yeah. At, not at any point during the movie do I feel invested in them and do I feel any empathy towards them at all. They're not fun. They're like, ooh, I don't know. I, I mean, don't want to see like a straight, extremely rich man to sing, we're going to help that little lesbian <laughs> whether she likes it or not. Like, I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's, yeah, I it's... It's it's a failed satire because you just end up feeling uncomfy. Um, yeah, and there's like some annoying shit about like, oh, we're coastal elites and we like hate middle America and like, they're in the song they call them like cousin fuckers or like Bible thumpers or whatever. Um, which also is interesting because they intentionally make it Indiana and not the real setting of this show, which is Mississippi and has like a very uh, different, in my opinion, different relationship to religion even. Um, I feel so like Ryan Murphy was like. <laughs> he was like tiptoeing backwards from the idea of yes, setting it in Mississippi. Of the South. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, yeah. But but immediately I was like, I just want to, let's go to the teens. Yeah. Speaking of, should we go to the teens? Okay, go cool. To the teens. At school, Emma is bullied by the mean cheerleaders while wearing a really dumb hat. Broadway gang <laughs> barges into the next PTA meeting and they protest and perform a song. Mrs. Green is pissed, but bald Principal Tom is a longtime fan of Dee Dee and is attracted to her, despite her being 30 years older than he is. After the meeting, Emma and her secret girlfriend, Alyssa, who is Mrs. Green's daughter, go under the bleachers and discuss (laughs) Alyssa's plan to come out. 
insert our theme song just kidding i love the outfit i don't know where this beanie hate is coming from i loved her first outfit interesting tones the button up i wrote that she looks too much like a lesbian in the sense that they like they were just checking every like it felt like a satire of like i don't know it just felt not real i did me. think her what top she was wearing her top was something i've seen julie wear but what were you gonna say no i just agree it's like there was just I, and i think it's a take i've seen online as well just like that someone googled like lesbian and then like Carhartt, <laughs> Carhartt lesbian <laughs> michigan lesbian <laughs> um okay i had a question for you all at your high school was it big news if someone in your class came out no. Mm, that's hard. I don't know. Maybe medium news? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with mine. It was medium news. Like, I don't think people made, like, a huge deal out of it, but it wasn't... It was also not a very good thing. <laughs> I don't know. I was uh, in the Gay Straight Alliance and, like, headed the gay straight alliance i was like the co-president the see my senior year so like oh, yeah <laughs> we were all we were already really self-righteous and like <laughs> annoying as hell so so like my view of it was very different than some kid who was on the basketball team who was just like chilling like he maybe he cared but he probably didn't give a shit yeah. at all yeah i uh, i went to as i as jean knows now i went to two different high schools one was a Catholic school and one was not. And um, I think at the at my second high school, I don't know anyone who came out. So I, I don't know if, if it was big news or not. But at the Catholic school, um, I think in general, all the students kind of gossiped about it and were fine with it for the most part. But the teachers were really um, terrible about it mm-hmm. uh, and would, in fact, sort of try to find out through other students if they had heard if someone came out. Wow. Just really fucked up. Yeah. They would, like, weaponize gossip in that way. That um, sucks. But it, it also, I think, because some of the teachers were kind of young and uh, in that way, like, just a little unprofessional. Um, mm. It was fucked up. Yeah. But in general, all the students were like, yeah, don't fucking do that. It's dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that the... Something I that kind of was weird to me here was that the main character, Emma... This is the unhappiest she kind of almost is in the whole movie. We find out pretty quickly that a lot of terrible things have happened right before the movie starts. Like, Mm. she came out and, like, everybody at school found out that because of her, the prom is maybe going to be canceled. And, like, there's all this pressure on her. We find out about her family later. It doesn't go well. Um, But she kind of has a passive character written for her in the movie. So she just has this shocked smile on her face for most of her scenes. Yes. Mouth slightly agape the entire time. (laughs) I will say that um, I already said I don't care about the old people, and I do care about the young people, and I'm just a sucker for high school scenes turned into choreograph. Choreography. Um, (laughs) So there's, like, a pool scene and a dodgeball scene, and later... There's a kid in a um, varsity jacket who does, like, acrobatics down the hallway. And, like, I'm going to like that. I'm always yeah. going to like that. And so I sort of 
paid more attention whenever it was focused on the teens i mean that's the point we like the teens we like teens that's why this podcast exists Um, more teens more more teens that's a big that's a big takeaway i have from the movie needed more teens another Um, thing i wondered sorry you go julie no i just i got my first laugh in the movie (laughs) in this scene and and honestly the character for me that understood the satire and like made me giggle the most was keegan michael key as this principal mm. and my first laugh was when the celebrities come into the the meeting and start their song and then dd allen says something like they wouldn't let me be ava perone and he goes no <laughs> and that that was my first like laugh out loud moment in this movie i can't say that i ever laughed why is he in it also <laughs> <laughs> I know, and like, are we supposed to believe believe that he's attracted? Yeah, to I have Meryl a weird. Streep? I don't understand his role in it either because I think he's supposed to be. I don't know. He's supposed to be trying to do right by his students, but also like secretly a Broadway man. I don't know. It's a weird. Yeah, Carrie Washington doesn't work for me because of Olivia Pope. I was just like, ah, that's mm. Olivia Pope. Also, I just don't believe that Carrie Washington is not like a New York liberal. She's oh, literally yeah, from, she grew up in New York City, uh, that actor did. Um, she's literally, I actually found this out while Googling this movie. Carrie Washington is the cousin of former Secretary of State Colin Powell, which is kind of Whoa. random. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I thought just, you were going to say <laughs> that you like found where she grew up in New oh, York no, no. and like went there. <laughs> no, I would have texted you a photo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did kind of chuckle that she was like, oh, trying to make it about states' rights. But I, the whole, the whole scene kind of moves very quickly into establishing like oh everyone's mad at her but she's pretty optimistic uh emma everyone yeah and she has literally no she has no friends at all which feels yeah a little unrealistic i mean i'm not sure what happened in real life but truly no no um allies <laughs> oh, allies at all something except something happened girlfriend. here there's also only three people in the school <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's just the mean people um yes like in the dodgeball <laughs> scene she's there's a dodgeball scene and she's like at gym and it's just her on one side and then the mean people we see through the entire film <laughs> i didn't even throwing balls that. at her and i'm like where are the other students <laughs> uh there's a point here that nate that really shook nate to the core and like he couldn't let go of it for the rest of the movie which is that james corden during this speech just like says um i forget what he says but he says uh he is replying to someone else and he says i'm as gay as a bucket of wigs which is first of all like oh like the actor's not gay but then he doesn't let the joke stay there Mm. he goes a bucket and like nate just (laughs) shook his head and he was like just deliver the joke. <laughs> I'm laughing at it now. I don't know if it's just you or because I don't remember that. I did it. It totally wouldn't. It would have passed completely over my head. But um, my husband was very psychically distressed. Um, uh, some of the some of the jokes felt outdated to me, and so it surprised me that the Broadway show is from 2018. Like one of mm-hmm. the protest song, they make an LGQTB whatever whatever joke, and like that is so boring and old and like. Yeah. Just like this whole, not clever. This whole movie to me just felt like it was ten years too late. Like, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like with all of the, like a lot of the jokes and just like the whole premise in itself was just yeah. We needed it ten years ago, and now it just felt like because it happened ten literally ten years ago. Like it and was so much has changed, especially so has changed. I I feel like with LGBTQ culture like and like just 
how we talk about it, it's it has changed so quickly. And 10 years, it's changed wildly. A wild yeah. amount. And it, you know, it's also like... I think Ryan Murphy likes to make content about teens. Ryan Murphy's one of us. He likes the teens. <laughs> no. No. I don't, I don't know about that. But he, um, I think he doesn't realize that he's starting to get, like, a little behind on the times as he yeah. just gets older. You, he's getting Unlike older. Unlike Glee when he was, you know, fully, fully aware <laughs> of exactly what everyone needed at that moment. Well, he got, he got some <laughs> praise for Pose, which I admit I haven't watched because I, I couldn't commit the sin of watching Pose but not having watched Paris is Burning. I thought that was mm. just like not good to do. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, I Pose has oh, people of color in on the creative team, whereas like that was my other problem with the prom and the creation of it. All white yeah. men. Uh. I wondered if it was all men. Like, were there any lesbians involved in this? It does not, it just not. Nothing about this feels like a lesbian like helped. <laughs> um. We need the help of a lesbian, please. <laughs> Where is there a single gay woman in LA that could have helped them? Um, this actually filmed during pandemic times for some of the scenes. Like, they wrapped yep. right before everything shut down, and then mm-hmm. I think they had to film a few more scenes after. So shit kind of was crazy um the other weird kind of funny thing is that they do a lot of the walk and talk if people know what that mm. is oh yeah where, like, gilmore, people are watching like, gilmore girls people are like the walk walking and, and they're like having an intense plot moving conversation it's like an episode of the wire or like i'm like they did it to a nauseating amount in this movie there's i was like can people movement. fucking stand still and like stand in a classroom <laughs> <laughs> um and there's like you know your standard like quippy 21st century dialogue that kind of sucks like um dd sort of tells keegan michael key like oh you're a fan like i d- i didn't think you were my audience and he's like what you mean black and she's like no straight and it's like Da-da. yeah um, it didn't work for me also <laughs> Do do men really not do do straight men not like theater because or is this a generational thing because my dad grew up and his favorite movie was Mary Poppins that was his first crush was on Julie Andrews and like he and my mom go see shows all the time and like it's not I don't know my dad it's also is a class obsessed thing, I'm sure but yeah my dad's obsessed with Pippin and Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> my dad's obsessed with Pippin great choices <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> um I don't know uh. <laughs> that's why we're all really good people <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i did laugh when they were under the bleachers jay and i was like it's us it was amazing i was i was, like, I was thrilled <laughs> i spent maybe 20 minutes like backing up 10 seconds and then like trying to get a screenshot and backing up and then like it wasn't in focus i was like i must get this yeah it's i wanted more of the two girls we learn absolutely nothing about them besides them being sort of like I'm sorry, but, like, tools for, like, the message that the show is trying to put up. And I actually think I was watching some clips before recording. I was watching some clips of the musical. And I thought that even that had a little more believable chemistry between the two girls. Like, they actually hold hands and look into each other's eyes and kind of do fun little jokes with each other and seem to fucking know each other. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, but there's there's two types of girls. Like one is the shoulder length bob in the Carhartt hat, and one is the POC who dresses like she's gonna intern for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> That's I would the say two types of girls. They have a lack of chemistry, as do all yeah, of the characters with yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah. Should we my move la- on? Yeah. My only other thought was like at this point in the movie, I was like, 
I like caught myself. My heart rate was like up. The movie had just like very manic energy, and it was just like clipping along. I don't know if anyone else felt that in the start. I thought it was the the first act, not the second act. I mean, it was fast, but it was all because this movie is two hours and twenty minutes long. I was like watching it while I was doing my laundry (laughs) and just. kind of zoning out a little to be honest like i try to watch these but maya was gonna watch it wednesday night and then she texted me and she was like oh wait shit damn this movie's long (laughs) i almost took a break i mean i don't usually do this but i was like should i like take a break and do some chores or something but yeah we can move on though there's a lot all right so (laughs) after getting booed while performing an acceptance anthem at a truck rally that sentence makes no sense if you haven't watched this movie, but that's what happens. Um, the Broadway gang feel like failures and decide to leave Indiana. Then bald Principal Tom and Emma arrive and explain that the Indiana Supreme Court wants school to hold an inclusive prom. Principal Tom and Dee Dee have dinner at Applebee's, which is the first thing I'm doing once I have the vaccine. And <laughs> he sings about loving Broadway. <laughs> Julie's shaking her head. <laughs> Julie, that, this is where they shame song. her for the. Oh, <laughs> no! Sorry, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say this is where they also shame her for what she's planning to wear to the prom. Yeah, and that gets that gets worse. But um, yeah, that song where Kiko Michael Key sings about like what actors and Broadway people mean to the rest of the world is what I think is wrong with this. I think it's like <laughs> with the art scene encapsulates the whole no what's wrong with this movie in general oh, yeah, it's like yeah. the things that he says about his emasculating pay and his soul crushing job and so he goes to the theater to feel alive it's like yeah the theater people people making this are just writing this song like jerking themselves off <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, disgusting yeah 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 uh, I yeah, yeah, have yeah. to shame an outfit Sorry. Oh, which um, one? Emma is wearing at one point a blue oh, no. short sleeve jumpsuit oh, no. oh, yeah. over a button down shirt with a tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like Ta- Maya. Ta- Maya why? immediately a knew. Tie. Like this is this is another like lesbians wear ties. Like what? She doesn't have to. Like the jumpsuit is. It looks yeah. like something that would be really cute on its own. It's a jumpsuit outfit I couldn't <sighs> get behind. Oh man, I have a question for the group. Do you think that James Corden and Meryl Streep get along in real life? Like, what do they talk about? No answers. That's right. No answer. I my, I didn't hear this, this interview, joking. but my my roommate told me about this interview where Andrew Reynolds talks about James Corden because Andrew Reynolds is is a gay man, and that he sometimes had to like tell James Corden to like. <gasps> Oh my god. Reel it fuck. in. Oh Yikes. my god, that's so awkward. I was gonna say that I think the only person I've seen on like Carpool Karaoke or other like late night show clips of James Corden. See, here's the thing. I've also viewed a lot of James Corden content because he does stuff with a lot of pop artists like Ariana Grande. And so I'm just like looking for Jonas Brothers or Bruno Mars shit and like mm-hmm. James Corden stuff pops up. But anyway, I think that um Ariana Grande like actually seems to like get along with him. But everyone else seems to just be like, eh, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch it. Oh, well, Ariana Grande, like, she is so good at that, at being liked yeah, being and like, likable. Yeah, being, cute and your friend, yeah. Yes, exactly. That's, That's her whole yeah, brand. Who knows what she's like. Um, I don't know what it would be like to be on set with Meryl Streep, I'm sure. I have no, I have no, she's a, she's a, a good actor in that I don't have any idea what her actual personality seems to be like. I would think I would be intimidated to be with her. And and yet I don't think James Corden was intimidated. And this is an assumption. This is based off nothing. 
Andrew Randall's I thought was pretty funny um, because he's funny. He's good at being he a hateable. Funny. He's good at kind of being like a hateable character, but I think I also just like liked him. Uh, I, I've listened to Book of Mormon like a ton, and um, you know he's good at being kind of a preachy guy, which is he looks char- like my same character. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but I, I think That's at this important. point I was like, oh, oh, the principal has a line that I thought was pretty funny here, which is he's like telling them like, yeah, the the Indiana Supreme Court like wants the school to hold a pro- an inclusive prom like that's good news right and everyone's just gonna like uh uh and it that is kind of like netflix giving us this movie and being like because like a lot of queer youth on tumblr and stuff like really wanted more gay representation and netflix is like yeah we got what we wanted right it's fine right <laughs> everyone gets money <laughs> and the principal's face there kind of being like yeah we did the right thing right that was this movie <laughs> yeah um also why does olivia pope have so much power in the school system here what is her thing? it was unclear i actually like didn't know who she was at first i i thought that she was like a mayor or like yeah i thought she was someone who mattered um just a pta did the pta boss. have like actual power at your school not that i know of no clue i had one (laughs) i well mainly the pta at my school made fundraiser things and they would make this thing called panther pops which are um a mars bar which are no longer sold in the u.s but still in asia a mars bar inside of a chocolate chip cookie and it's incredible and all the hot pta moms would make the big goods um, oh yeah but mm-hmm. and it was like all of course all the popular teens moms and um i wanted the recipe but i wasn't friends with those girls or guys and so i never got it i mean it it should be easy enough to put a mars yeah. bar in a chocolate chip cookie <laughs> but I'll it was write the recipe for but you it was but it was so good so good and so overpriced anyway that's all i have oh bake sales i don't oh yeah the, the truck scene just comes out of nowhere i honestly forgot it happened until you just said it yeah wait what truck scene <laughs> oh right the singing yeah what truck <laughs> Whatever. scene that's yeah that's <laughs> they perform at a truck rally Ugh. yeah and it just happens so fast like it's like it's so quickly and then it's just like never mentioned again and it's like oh okay i think it's supposed to be them like getting there and being like oh people don't love us but like you as the audience there's no uh, you know that they're gonna get shit on i don't know anyway yeah <sighs> sorry okay. proposal time yay, yay yay okay here's here's where my eyes like lit up because it's proposal day and Alyssa tells emma that she's finally going to come out to her mom but the mean cheerleaders over here we learn that emma was kicked out of her home by her parents and that barry also left his home as a child because he was gay there's a classic makeover scene where barry helps emma get a prom dress but when emma shows up to prom she's all alone and the rest of the school is at a separate non-inclusive prom Alyssa didn't know about the plan, but she doesn't come to be with Emma either. I was uh, genuinely <laughs> upset and like, so I so I guess in a, in a way the film was effective because I was really surprised that this happened and I was oh the prank, the yeah. prank I did I didn't know about it and it was really upsetting and and it was awful like I I mean that's such an awful thing yeah to, I to mean do. it's upsetting also because it's the one real thing that happened like it happened in real life like this girl um they held an alternate prom 
for all the other kids to go to and they sent her to the wrong one it's um, truly ugh, and it yeah. i think realize and then i had read that before watching it and then having watched like the shitty parts of this movie up until this point like i did feel genuinely upset i was like oh my god fuck like if i were this girl i would be- i would never watch this yeah <laughs> ah. i did i did like the pre-prom and prom scenes obviously because yes. they have what i'm after which is girls in stupid dresses like <laughs> singing in the mirror oh and i also need to point out very the high school actress- musical three yes the actress who plays kaylee she looks like Stasi from Vanderpump Rules, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, she has broad shoulders, and I'd like to thank her for her representation. Her broad shouldered broad shouldered girls. Thank I you. Think she, <laughs> I think she kinda looked like um the girl who plays Betty in Riverdale. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Question for you that. all. Did people at your school do any promposals? <laughs> Oh yeah, share some share some stories. Yeah. I'd like share, to hear share Julie some proposal prompo- um, My senior year, I was dating a very Christian theater boy, Hell and yeah. Hell he yeah. was Peter Pan and Peter Pan, and I was the set designer. Aww. And so, at like the company meeting or whatever before a rehearsal, our director was like, "Oh, Julie, can you go look at like this thing on the stage?" And then he like flew. <gasps> I had rigged him up, and he flew out of the out of the like window and had this big sign that said "prom." There's a video of it. It was like going around Facebook. Someone texted oh. my sister, being like, "I saw the video of your sister being promposed." Oh too. my god! Wow. Wait, Can I we was share that. I was really hoping that you would say he employed the flying mechanic because like oh, that's did, like yeah. the best part of Peter Pan's show. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, un- that's part of that relationship. That's sure. also unreal. <laughs> yeah. He'll tell that story forever. Good good on him. Good. <laughs> um other others? Did did is this normal for is this I feel like thing? it's getting more extreme with time. Like yeah. <laughs> like now I like I work with middle school and high school students and like I hear about the insane promposals, but I feel like they were just becoming a thing when I was in high school. Like, they were much less intense. I'm wondering if that's also just, like, a social media thing is, like, yeah. it's fun to, like, do a public promposal yeah. for 20 people to see, but when maybe thousands will see, like, of course. More uh, of I knew a reason. girl um, whose boyfriend promposed to her. I think it's <laughs> A lot of a lot of the the more intense ones I saw was if they were already dating because then the mm-hmm. risk isn't that high. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But this this guy um covered her car with multicolored post its, each of them saying prom question mark. Which I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. She had to take off, and you can't just like like kind of squeegee them all off because they're each an individual like i'm not even talking your standard post-it block it's like this half size smaller than that oh no it was absurd for chores (laughs) yeah he's he essentially skipped a whole day doing it he skipped a whole day of school doing it and then just like did that and then she came out and like because it took him the whole day it unreal unreal guys had to help him like yeah i mean it was a cool picture and i'm sure i could find it if i looked hard enough um but pretty unreal um i liked this this is maybe the song that i one of the only songs that i was like this is fun <laughs> yes they're it's the I, one upbeat i liked song it too. as well up tempo the, the mall do you, are you talking about the mall song 
No, I'm talking about the Promposal song. Oh, okay, the yeah. Song. There was a few that I was sort of into during this this section. Where I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of enjoying this. Um, they do <laughs> like, cut. That's what they, I said. I'm kind they of cut enjoying the this. section. They cut the section where the two girls sing to each other I, about. The I prom. read about that and I was so upset. Like, why would you cut that? Yes, they cut the song in half, and they. It's supposed to be like popular teens promposed to each other, and then they sing about their own promposal. No idea. Um, it's also a little weird because it sets up during this song. It sets up the 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 where Emma stands on coming out, which she mm. like says to Alyssa, like, "Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of this matters." And I'm like, "Well, that's not like it's not exactly how I would make someone." <sighs> it seems like Alyssa. Uh, had a lot going on um, even though the reveal isn't that big in the end like you're like yeah it's because her mom's a bitch <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah but, uh, I mean Emma is sort of we see Emma as this like kind of like great character like she's sort of flawless yeah. and so I'm also like what do you mean it isn't I want to be like what do you mean it doesn't matter you got kicked out of your house like I don't you got kicked out of your house and, like, thankfully have, like, an awesome grandma. <laughs> like Yeah, she was like, hell yeah, yeah. grandma now. <laughs> yeah. My granddaughter's That wasn't traumatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was a little, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. I just also don't believe that, um, I don't believe the chemistry at all, but that's okay. I got so mad during the, like, makeover scene mm-hmm. i was so mad and especially because he had a line in the song where he said something about like turning you into like from like a butchy either like duck oh, or yeah. goose or something into a swan and i was like excuse me yes like, i was like "Ooh, it is weird for a straight james corden to call a girl a butchy duck that's what i wrote i was like whoa yeah, <laughs> that felt weird it, it literally it, it lit a fire under my ass i was like oh shit but like let her be that- a butchy duck like <laughs> Yeah, it's so okay. weird that immediately they're like, don't wear a tux. It's so fucking weird. And I mean... And that's the scene in the musical on Broadway where he said something like... In in the movie, he says, like, girls around town are getting their last spray tan and their, like, last, like, teeth whitening. And on Broadway, he said something like, those sluts are, like, getting their last spray tan, something, something, and then sticking their fingers down <gasps> their throat for the last time. And that whole scene, coupled with him being like, you can't wear a tux, I was like... Oh this my isn't for me. God. It was really bad. It was really bad. I'm glad they didn't put that in the movie. I mean, Did people yikes. laugh in the in the theater? Yes. Oh fuck. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that like it's supposed to be showing that they aren't fully like changed as people yet. Like that they're still focusing on themselves. Because then in the end, when she goes to inclusive prom, she is wearing a tux. But hmm. I was still. That's the question. Yeah, but why do it at all? I right. And I mean with. The fact that James Corden said it, I feel like my thing for the whole movie is that, like, I don't even, I wasn't even mad at any of the actors and actresses. It was all just terrible writing. Like, they totally. all did what they were asked to do incredibly well, but what they were totally. asked to do was a terrible thing. Like, <laughs> everyone was trying, yeah, everyone was trying hard. Meryl Streep is on this weird kick. Julie, you know what I thought about? I thought about Meryl Streep in the other movie that I watched with you, um, Mary Poppins. Doesn't Meryl Streep have like another character actor cameo? Wait, maybe that Meryl Streep is in that movie. Wait, I'm thinking of a different movie. Isn't there like some weird children's movie that Meryl Streep is like a weird 
character actor. Oh, you're right that she is in she she's in Mary Poppins. Yeah, yes, she's like a so weird right. shop owner, and she has a song. Yeah. I'm like, what is this kick of Meryl Streep doing? Like comedic like weird woman roles because that's not why i want to watch Meryl Streep. but she tries really hard and sings a bunch of songs james corden sings a bunch of songs and like the audience is like i don't want to i don't want to sing i don't want to see this <laughs> like it's not what we want yeah um, i just don't want the adults. i definitely did feel the sting of him being like look at all these dumbass bitches getting fake tans and like whitening their teeth and like putting sequins on their face don't yeah, be like the, those the mean other cheerleaders are not full characters they're yeah. just the stereotypical pretty pretty girls with their boyfriends although I think, yeah the boyfriends are great like, at dancing yes yes i was gonna say i actually really liked the mean girls getting ready calling each other hot and then like going into the white limos getting out and dancing and i looked up the choreographer and it's a broadway choreographer and director like he he choreographed Book of Mormon, Aladdin, Something Rotten, Drowsy Chaperone. Like, that's why the dancing is good. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is also the point in this song or in the show where they they say something about her outfit being just the right amount of girly, which I also wrote down. And I was like, yeesh, uh, that's fucked up. Um, All right. Yeah. I wish okay. they had staged. My last request was that they should have staged the whole mall song in the food court. <laughs> why (laughs) because it's a fun location they're just like too addicted to the walk and talk so no one could stay still in one location i did write down i miss them all and like specifically the food court i was like you should stay in the food court more because when they have lunch at the food court i'm like okay i believe they're in indiana (laughs) um i just wish there were like a a few more things to make me care more about this because like I don't know. I just also knew it was going to be awful. You know something terrible is going to happen from the beginning. And like, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So Angie, a 50-year-old woman, comforts Emma, (laughs) who is a child, and says she's her ride or die. Dee Dee performs a song for Principal Tom (laughs) as an apology for their publicity stunt, and he agrees to give her another chance, even though she's demonstrated no redeeming qualities. Alyssa explains that she's under pressure to be perfect, but Emma breaks up with her anyway. At the mall, Trent convinces the mean cheerleaders that the Bible is dumb, so they shouldn't hate gay people. I had a question for the group. <laughs> um, my question was, would you eat a whole pint of haagen specifically haagen Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? I was going to yes. say, that's not my go-to pint ice cream. Oh, interesting. But you're asking if I would. You're not asking, like... Sorry, I guess what, what I mean is, I, would. I mean is, I would. if you're eating like a pint of ice cream, are you reaching for Hagen Dazs or like something else? Because probably that's Ben and Jerry is just this a loyal too, loyalty situation. And Hagen Dazs is a little more of like a treat to me. I don't know, like it's 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 a more there's like cooler flavors and I, I can't it's fancy. It has thing. an accent in the name. Yeah, is it more <laughs> expensive or am I making that up? It's probably about as expensive as Ben and Jerry's. Ugh, that's fuck. my belief, but I I'm don't, not certain. I don't believe that Nicole Kidman has eaten, like, more than a spoonful of ice cream oh in, like, at least 12 years. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, I couldn't I w- believe it. <laughs> I was watching The Undoing, and she's just so willowy. And I, I said that willow-y. to my boyfriend. I was just like, this woman, like, she, she's, like, 50 years old, and she looks incredible. Like, she is cutting yeah. something out of her life. But that's her choice. Um, yeah. She also chose to be in this movie and perform that Chicago song. Oh, fuck. It sucked. And I... It made me... Like, something about it was, like, really <laughs> off-putting. Like, and I love her. Like, I was... I didn't... I was uncomfortable. 
and even her accent is better and i was still like yeah I felt weird yeah what? i don't like it <laughs> yeah I'm, i guess i like need her to be like fragile and like it is and, like, it's crying. like going back to anthony's tweet it is like if a sim was performing like an off-brand version of like chicago like roxy hart song yes. in chicago because it's like trying to be that but it's not and i was like what is happening here yeah it felt weird yeah the whole you brought up the thing about her saying she's the ride or die and i wrote that one down too i was just like what is happening just, <laughs> just the dynamics between the adults and the kids are just so weird same with the mall scene i was just like this like this grown man is just harassing these teens. He's chasing them around the mall, telling them that their parents <laughs> yeah, are going to yeah. be stoned to death. Like, what? Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, Nate was like, Nate was like, if these were true like Midwestern like corn-fed teens, they would just like turn around and beat the shit out of Andrew Randles. Because <laughs> Andrew Randles is not that big. But yeah, we know nothing at all about Angie. So like at this point, I'm like, wait, why is Nicole Kidman in this again? Um, also, the girl yeah. Emma, um, or oh my god, what's her name? Joellen, she, um, Emma's actor, she is trained in dance. She's, like, a theater kid who, like, does a lot of dance. And so she outdances Nicole Kidman in the scene. I don't know if people, mm. like, noticed that. I was like, she's better. <laughs> I really liked the Alyssa Green song. It was a standout for me. Something about it just worked. Um, and I actually was okay with the mall song because of the dancing. Yes, I agree. Like, again, if the dancing is good enough, I'm just... I'll just be looking at that. Well, if there's, like, young people dancing, and if you're actually at the mall, like, that were, that were those were the times in the movie that I was able to, like, not lean away from the TV physically. Um, <laughs> like, the, there is, oh, this is also the part in the movie where they have the conversation in the hotel room that's, like, a painful conversation for Meryl Streep and James Corden. Meryl Streep, you find out for the audience... Meryl Streep is left by her former husband and like there's some weird financial stuff related to that which I didn't pay attention to. James Corden um, also was kicked out of his house or no he left his house. He like left before he could yeah. he believed he would be kicked out. He does it he does an accent out of nowhere here he likes he goes suddenly he goes like why would I put up with a 6.2 when I'm a 10 like he just like whips it out of nowhere and I'm like wait why are we supposed to feel bad for him? <laughs> um and that scene is four years too long and it's like give us more why'd you cut the thing of the the two girls that this movie's supposed to be about and then give us an 18 minute scene (laughs) in this hotel room yeah and then she goes meryl streep goes yeah one of the least appealing scenes um settings in the movie is this when meryl streep goes on top of him and like and they're yes. like cuddling. And yeah. that's, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, that's why you were like, do they like each I other? I didn't in believe life? it. Because they have to touch. <laughs> yeah. Also, do like do actors of that age like touch each other? <laughs> you know what's kind of funny? You know how like theater kids, as all former theater loving kids, you know theater kids like one of the stereotypes of them that I think is undersold in movie and, and TV. Is that theater kids like touch each other a lot? Like they're really touchy. Oh <laughs> but, yeah. But like presumably all these all these grown up actors were like that before, and now when they touch other people, you're like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's what that's what I was thinking about. But yeah, this movie's a hard time being like you're supposed to like them. Like you like them, right? You care about them, right? And I'm like, no. Absolutely she not. She calls she calls Key and Michael Key a hick town high school principal, and then he like falls back in love with her, like. 
If there's one thing I know about middle America, not being American myself, it's perhaps even more than hating gay people, they hate New Yorkers who think that they know more than them. And so I just, like, <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't believe, like, a lot of it. But I like where Alyssa, again, like, t- the teens are the best part. Always. Um, yeah. There, I, I don't know, did you, also, did you believe that the mean kids were religious? That's something I wanted to ask. <laughs> I mean, it was the only They're reason like, why it we says know no they're religious. In the Bible. It, was, it was told to us. I mean, it's not like they because they have no character. Like, it doesn't matter if they're religious or not. Like, we're just told that so that we can have the song. I don't know. It. It's like sure, sure they're religious. I don't know. Nothing matters. That whole thing was just so unbelievable, and also like ten, ten years too late. Like, just all of the arguments that were made, and like to try and like that suddenly now they're not homophobic. It's just like so like overwrought and like old and oh yeah and just like homophobia is so much more complex than that like and why why was his opener just like why do you hate gay people like that (laughs) yeah i think that that's a big thing maya like the reasons that people make up to try to be homophobic or to to try to excuse their homophobia are so much different today that, like, this argument wouldn't work on them. You don't just talk to someone and say, like, oh, the Bible also says be nice to other people. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they flip <laughs> on a dime real fast. They become Disney teens, like, by the end of the song. It's because they're you know wearing I mean? American yeah, Eagle. They're wearing American Eagle, and, like, that's how you know that they're going to be okay in the end. They were, they were filming in front of American Eagle, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I was like, I just ordered a turtleneck from there. <laughs> And that's that's kind of, to me, I think, why I lean towards the answer to my question being like, no, no, the second half doesn't redeem itself, is because their solution to everything is really surface level. Like, homophobia is not that easy to fix. And then the solution to these New York liberal Broadway people being better is just, like, giving money Don't away. Spending money. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it's yeah. just like, if you want to write a show about inclusivity and like deep problems with our country and and intolerance this is just doesn't accomplish that and like i maybe shouldn't expect it to like i shouldn't expect to go to broadway shows and see like an anti-capitalist masterpiece (laughs) but there was something about the branding of it that they pushed so hard that made me think it was going to like get close and to me it like really falls here's my last question for this specific section in the movie because i think i'm getting ahead of myself this section well i was gonna say that ties into what you were saying julie because this section i think reveals a lot of what the person who wrote the story was trying to go for and at this point i was like who do we think this movie is for it Mm -hmm. feels a little bit like it's people who are james corden's age or Uh brooks ashmanska's age and maybe gay men like writing for other gay men who watch broadway like who do who do you think would like respond to the scene in the mall where he's like chasing them around singing about the bible I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> this does feel like another movie because we watched like uh, The Sun is Also a Star and it does feel like this movie's for adults, Yeah, I would say, more than My My children, parents watch teens. this movie. My parents tend to watch what Netflix recommends too and my parents watch this and we were like, how was it? And my mom was like, we were not pleased. And I was like, yeah, that's how I, <laughs> that's also how I feel. It's just kind of joyless to watch, but we can, we can move on since- All right. 
pro- so, plot wise, this is where we're going. Dee Dee asks her ex husband to give Emma a spot on his TV show and uh, give him her Hampton house in exchange, but Emma declines. Uh, instead, she sings a song online, which is watched by millions of gay teens in their bedrooms. Broadway gang decides to pay for another prom. Meanwhile, Dee Dee has asked Barry's mother to come to the school, and they resolve 20 years of trauma in two minutes. The mean cheerleaders apologize <laughs> to Emma and help decorate the prom. Alyssa comes out to her mom, who runs off without saying much, <laughs> and her and Emma make up. Yeah, okay, Olivia Pope the, runs away. <sighs> The mean cheerleaders hugged her. <laughs> and whenever this, whenever movies do this, I'm s- like, they were so awful to her. And I was just like, stop touching her. Get away. I didn't like it. There's so many confusing things that happen here. First, the James Corden character arc is there. And he's like, I have a second chance to go to the prom. Yeah, that I did was like so the uncom- little child. <laughs> Why does Maya. he want to? <laughs> I'm like, how... <laughs> Why? And why was he the the fact that he was the prom queen? That was my least favorite thing. I was so upset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and why is there like a hot like preteen there too? Because I think that's supposed to be like the guy that he wishes he had asked maybe. But I, I like that there was a little like mini guy, mini child who was supposed to be him. And I liked him more than James Gordon. And then, um, yeah, and then... Uh, there's some confusing stuff that happens with their credit cards <laughs> where it's impossible to tell how much wealth Dee Dee has and you're supposed to believe that they're just like, ugh, okay. Yeah, I were we supposed to believe that she was like, okay, I will go into credit card debt or that she like has the money? Because like he was like, there's no limit on this. I don't know. No, and like a real issue for working actors is like, when you're kind of past your prime, quote unquote, like whatever the industry decides that is, there's a chance you could become like financially, you could go into financial like precarity once again. But it's not real. Like, I'm like, wait, is Angie and can Angie and Trent like pay the rent right now? Like, I don't, there's no stakes to anyone's money being thrown around. And it's all just like um, Meryl Streep, like getting rid of her baggage about her house. Yeah. Ugh. It sucks. I'm like, man, I understand why middle America like hates like New York Broadway people. <laughs> I also like, didn't think I don't think it's fair that teens can go viral so easily. She was just like, <laughs> I'm just going to do a little ditty. And then like everyone yeah. in the United States was watching her. And I was also, like, why was it all like not how it works? It was all the minorities that they didn't want to cast in the movie view- <laughs> yes. viewing her video. <laughs> I did think it was funny when they started singing along with her and like yeah. they're all sitting in their like perfect, beautiful bedrooms. Like everyone is always is like sitting up straight. I'm like, <laughs> why? Yeah, not you like be lounging. Um, how I view YouTube, which is like um pooping <laughs> yeah. while pooping yeah um, they should have made something i did think was that they should have made it on tumblr it would make more sense if it were on tumblr and a lot of um queer or and or minority youth were sharing it because like that does happen on tumblr <laughs> but that she did no um creation of content before this and no search engine optimization she also doesn't have friends to annoy so that her video gets out there and the song is not that good uh, and the song's right? not good like yeah so you did okay <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's it's okay. fine um yeah it what point... i would consider like a, a viral well it's not a bot no but like i know <laughs> like but it's nice like i feel like that was like one of my favorite scenes like, mm. compared to, like, I think I was just so annoyed by most of the songs that this one was just, like, 
nice and like it was yeah. the only one where it felt like something that as a teenager I would have like listened to it and like watched the scene and be like oh this is like meaningful to me and like mm. um whereas like yeah I think I would have watching this movie I would have just like been so desperate for the scenes with Emma and Alyssa and been so disappointed with how few there were. Yeah. Yeah, it, it felt it, like I was bracing myself through the adult scenes, just waiting for them to say like another like accidentally homophobic thing. <laughs> and then the, like when it was the teen scenes I could like relax. The video the viral video is like also the only time Emma like really does exactly what she wants to do. Yeah. So there is some positivity there. Yeah, and then we have yeah, and then we have the the conversation with Olivia Pope. And also, can we talk about how messed up it is that Meryl Streep calls James Corden's mom for him? Oh my god! Like oh, that, yeah, and like that. I guess that didn't happen in the musical. Like that was oh quit. that. Or I think I think I read that. But it's because he. I mean, that's obviously we'll never ridiculous. Know. But like, is it because they needed to give him some sort of arc? But like, yes. that's a, give him that's less arc. <laughs> take it away no arc we want yeah. a straight line just make him like a comedic character i'm and also like i'm just not sure that like anyone angie doesn't have an arc oh no she does she gets cast as roxy i forgot wait also why is the mom like free does like, trent have why aren't you like doing stuff girl like why yeah. are you just like yeah, i'm just gonna run down to the high school yeah nobody yeah i'm it's she also oh go ahead it could have just been me but she looked bonkers like something about her wig and the makeup i don't know they like turned to her and i was like taken aback yeah it was like the the crypt see like a woman like walking out of a crypt like it like she was scary there was this something is... so Oops. strange about it yeah the movie the second half of the movie people are flying through okay this is what happens the first half of the movie feels manic because there's like five thousand things happening quickly the second half people fly through five thousand high stakes conversations and they all go well like yes. olivia pope oh sorry i just like threw my computer um <laughs> like uh olivia pope uh Alyssa and olivia pope like have a high stakes conversation it goes badly and then it goes well and then like james corden and his mom i'm just not sure that having like one hard high stakes emotional conversation makes them turn around their homophobia if it's like really deep conditioned homophobia like kind Maybe of feels of more like it's hard badly yeah, it kind of feels like homophobia is turned around by, like, many hard conversations over time, maybe. Um, and I, I, I wanted to, like, I wanted to protect the young queer actors in this, because, like, it's probably, like, scary and sad for them to act in some of these scenes, like, knowing it was real, and, like, I wanted to protect them. I wanted to protect I... the real girl that this happened to. I felt bad. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would be interested in their take, because obviously for, like, promotions, they have to defend this movie and i don't know i mean they could just be pumped to be in a movie with meryl streep and like i'm honestly surprised i'm surprised i'm surprised the real girl hasn't been doxxed yet because <laughs> like i want to know what her take is but she's probably they probably have a giant contract with her not to say anything because mm, they essentially bought her childhood that. trauma to turn it into a media property hmm. i hope she's you know has a great apartment with that money that's how Harry Potter was written. There's like a little <laughs> wizard with like a big NDA <laughs> somewhere in England. Who lived in a cupboard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Let's finish this. All Let's right. End this. <laughs> so right before 
uh, prom begins, Angie gets the role she wanted, Trent is hired as the school's drama teacher, and Meryl Streep oh, yeah. and Keegan-Michael Key kiss, which is actually against <laughs> God. Mrs. Green eventually shows up to tell Alyssa she loves her, and even nods her approval when Alyssa and Emma kiss. The prom is attended by LGBTQ twe- teens from across the state, <laughs> and everybody dances! Yeah, uh, first of all, how did they make the high school gym look like that? It literally looked like a spaceship. <laughs> One of my favorite things was that they show them decorating for this inclusive prom, and there's, like, these, like, terrible, like, rainbow-colored <laughs> tablecloths on all these tables in the middle of the gym, and then it shows the actual prom, and it's an entirely different setup. Like, none of the same decorations are in there, and I'm just like, what was it literally looks like a void. Like, <laughs> it's all white somehow. Thankfully, they let her wear a tux in the end. Alyssa's dress is also the kind of thing I would have worn at that age. Like, a halter top, like, kind of modest pink A-line dress. <laughs> like, she looked cute. She I, looked I, cute. Thought, I mean, obviously, like, all of these, like, amazingly good things happening one after the other. First of all, can he just hire someone? Can He just hires the drama teacher. He's like, you're in. That's ridiculous. And then um, Mrs. Green, Alyssa's mom, being so on board so quickly and like, that's unbelievable. And she's like, woohoo, kiss. Yeah, go girls. Kiss, kiss, kiss. And yeah, (sighs) I just, yeah, that's not. It also, I do think like this movie in common with Let It Snow, which is another movie that has lesbians in it. um, They're like, (laughs) they're like, (laughs) they're like. Now it's time. I'm. You changed my mind. I'm gonna come out. Like yeah, and then it, it goes well, and and then like it's them. fine. It's in public. The person that they were scared of finding out is like out in public with everyone else, and like, uh, they everyone's happy. There's no trauma at all. Like that. I feel like that's not how it goes. But what do I know? <laughs> you are correct. Um, I'm not. I'm not Ryan Murphy. I'm not Ryan Murphy. <laughs> famous uh director (sighs) just ultimately like there was no warmth or like heartwarming anything to this movie like it i didn't feel anything towards the characters the most i felt was when Alyssa or emma was was pranked that was the only time i like felt anything at all uh and i hated the adult storylines and i just it just i don't know like i freaking am obsessed with grease live and, like, I can watch Grease Live and cry. <laughs> so it someone is... can do it. And this movie didn't do it. I I liked um, I liked some of the upbeat songs. I, I definitely felt, like, pretty confused. <laughs> like, I wrote the I feel, word confused. I feel psychically confused by this movie because there's, like, high highs and low lows in it. And then there's, like, things like a fucking dubstep dance break for no reason. Keegan-Michael Key is kissing Meryl Streep. You're like, what Whoa. the fuck? is happening carrie washington Mm -hmm. is wearing like a terrible dress in the oh my god it's insane there's different types of queer teens from all around indiana walking through the door looking cute i'm like what am i supposed to pay attention to but yeah i it it honestly made me miss a good musical movie absolutely it's kind of interesting watch grace live yeah it's interesting because like yeah, Ryan Murphy was essentially like, here, I heard you guys, I heard the kids like Broadway, they like musical numbers, they like social justice politics about LGBT teens, <laughs> they like uh, good actors like Meryl Streep, let's mash them all together, you like it, right? 
The 17 year olds of this world are begging for Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, do I like it? Uh, I guess it's good if they kiss. Uh, Like, that's my feeling. (laughs) That's like this whole movie. It felt like um, Ryan Murphy made it to try to appeal to adults when they should have just directed it towards teens and like focused on the teens and like made less like, like adult humor jokes and just like let it be about the teens for teens because I could imagine that like when I watch it as myself now I'm just like I hate this but then (laughs) when I if I think back to like okay if I saw this movie 10 years ago when I was like a little like high school lesbian like I think I would have like clung to it really hard but Mm. like also still been disappointed but like because there is just so few like teen lesbian movies or like teen like gay movies that aren't yeah because so many of the gay movies are all like very adult or very sexualized totally Mm. and i i I think i think that's what i read a little bit about um on tumblr that people had complaints but a lot of teens on tumblr were like ah like there's nothing else for us like i'm Mm -hmm. gonna cling i'm gonna cling to like the soundtrack like the three songs on the soundtrack that aren't the adults (laughs) Mm -hmm. um which sucks. I was gonna say, I wonder if this movie would be better if they like didn't cast famous people. But I really think what I mean is, would this movie be better if it were different? And yeah, <laughs> it could be better. <laughs> I think the movie would be better if it just didn't have the Broadway people at all, and then they just rewrote, maybe rewrote the story that happened to this real girl. Um, and like, I don't want to say like, I mean, it's not even the real story because in the real story they do have the second chance prom. And then she still ends up transferring. And I can see that still being like an okay ending where you're like, yeah, because you're like, okay, sometimes you just have to leave like shitty people behind and they don't have anything to do with you. Like it did suck, Jane, when she just like hugged the mean girls. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, did they really learn? Um, Clearly in real life, they didn't. Uh, I just don't get the framing of telling the story through the lens of these four white theater people. I just yeah. don't get what it does. I don't get how it What do they learn? The... They gave money? <laughs> That's it. I think it's supposed to be redeeming and like, oh, we don't know everything and like, oh, we can be selfish and we should learn to not do that. But it doesn't go far enough for me. There's also nothing about their ignorance about middle America that is redeemed. It's like Absolutely. the ending of the movie. They're like, oh, they're right about that. Like, he, she gets to still call Keegan-Michael Key a hick. Like, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it would doubly suck knowing the real context, which is that it was in the South, which, like, Keegan-Michael Key and Kerry Washington as, like, two black characters in this movie, that would be very different if you're, like, talking about two black religious people. Like, that, that is different. That's a whole different bag of worms. And, like, mm-hmm. they obviously didn't want to touch that with, like, a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Maya, did you say you looked up a little bit or your, your partner looked up a little bit of what, uh, of what people said online? Yeah, I mean, and we've touched on most of it. Um, like, I've seen a lot of people getting really mad about how many bad reviews it's been getting, but it's mostly Mm. been people being like, we have nothing else. Let us like this. Um, that sucks. But yeah, I mean, but then it's still all the same complaints that we've pretty much brought up. Just that like James Corden being James (laughs) Corden and 
Yeah, what sins did I commit that James Corden has to be in all these movie musicals for the rest of my life? <laughs> what is what's God Have you seen? Has anyone for? seen Cats? Oh, I haven't, uh, but I saw him in um in Into the Woods. Oh, Julie, what, what was Cats like? You know, Cats <laughs> just it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. already. Yeah. So the whole thing was just confusing to me. There's no plot. It's just like weird character after weird character. <laughs> I mean, that's and it wasn't the Broadway show yeah. too. And it wasn't just James yeah. Corden. Like Rebel Wilson is scary in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what about Tay Swift? Like Taylor what about Swift, Jason Cats, and she just released two albums. Like, what yeah. a weird world. Crazy 2020. I, I mean, wait, was Cats 2020? <sighs> I guess it was technically no, 2019. 2019. Yeah, I didn't see Good it. Point. I probably will. It's um, on HBO, like streaming. Yes, I think I just I, didn't know that. I agree with you, Jane. That this movie brought me no joy. The analogy I had was like, if you taught somebody to, if you were trying to teach someone to masturbate by trying to like, <laughs> as you write, do, by trying to like write down instructions, the person would like, kind of get the ingredients and like try to do something to do what they actually need to do to feel good and be like yeah, this is technically masturbating. Maybe I just need to keep going and then I'll, like, feel what I'm looking for. Do I like teen movies? Oh, I like musicals. I like Andrew Rannells. I like Nicole Kidman. I'm very confused. I'm not even horny anymore. I'm a little upset. <laughs> like, that's, that's like, what it felt like. I was just, like, uh, after watching this, I had to, like, do a palate cleanse, which, like, Jane and I watched some bad content for this pod and I don't feel as bad after. That's how I feel yeah. when I watch anything with Ryan Murphy. <laughs> like is that, like he just really takes as many things as he possibly can and jams them all together and he rarely stays in his lane and like yeah he's like you like this right yeah this exactly you wanted, right you little pig that's like what he <laughs> that's like what he that's I, i'm scared i'm scared of it i'm also like too afraid to watch american horror story because i legitimately think it's very scary yeah i can't <laughs> handle that um even though i love horror movies um, but I think I think we've come to the end. No, this is this is our wrap up. Um, so so we always answer three questions in this pod. So I'll invite you all to answer. First, is this movie good or bad? This is all. This is the most confused I've felt about yes. the movie so far. Yes. I actually don't. I I didn't go through it hating it as much as I have, and I definitely felt no joy. So, no joy. is it a good movie? I guess no. That's my answer. Julie, you look like you're going to cry. This is hard for me. No, it's very hard because I think there are good, like the representation I think is good. I remember culturally when they performed the final song at Thanksgiving, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was like a big deal to have them kiss. It was the first gay kiss during the Macy's Parade. Exactly. So there's like really good in the world of like the film. I think there's positives, but I do not think that the storytelling and the film itself are good. I think it is maybe a bad movie. Maya? Yeah, I think Julie really put it exactly. Like, I agree. Um, It's also for you, like, Ryan Murphy just sucks. So it's already like. Yeah, it's like. I guess I I want it to to be be good. I. And, like, I feel like what's hard is that the actors, I feel like, did a really good job, like, and they really, like, there were elements of, like, the cinematography or, or like, whatever, like, the visuals that were, like, 
interesting or whatever and like the choreography was good but like as a whole no it's bad i don't yeah i think i thought it was bad i thought the highs (laughs) were high and the lows were so low um and i i want to rewind to when the first time emma sings the the breathe song Mm -hmm. emma like i was like oh maybe this will be okay and like Mm -hmm. it was a cool high school some cool high school scenes and then Mm -hmm. it just it just tanked from there okay question question number two um did you like the movie? Which is different from whether the movie is good or bad. And I, I think my answer is the same, which is that there were high highs and low lows, but overall I felt no joy. And I, didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. I still have some of those songs like in my head. I've got the life's no dress rehearsal. And so okay. I don't know. I, okay. think they're, I think I lean towards You liked like parts, Woo! yeah. Part. Exciting. <sighs> I, can't believe, I can't believe I'm saying that. Well, like when the credits in the beginning started and the music started I was kind of bopping and so I didn't dislike watching it I like right, um, that's fair you happened I like the proposal song but if you listen to the musical one it has the girls in it and it's good yeah yeah Maya yeah I mean I got some laughs it there I liked seeing the couple even if they weren't in it enough and I made it through the whole movie <laughs> but so I was entertained but I don't think I could watch it again so i'm gonna say no okay yeah that makes sense i i would never watch this again (laughs) (laughs) man i just thought about that and felt uneasy um uh we usually ask what type of teen is this movie for but i think we've already sort of said it's not for teens Um, or it's for it's for uh like queer teens who don't have many other options anything else yeah unfortunately does anyone yeah. have any other suggestions for what type of teen is this movie for? Theater teens? Yeah, theater I guess teens. theater teens, true. Yeah. That's why we watched it. Yeah, I think, like, especially the whole, the song that the principal sings, like, I could just, <laughs> like, that just reminds me of just, like, that theater kids who are obsessed with theater would really eat that one up, you know? Yeah, that. it is. It is that, but it's such a bad song. I was like, this is me, but like, I hate the song. Like, I don't it's think just... it's a good song. <laughs> I wrote maybe teens who liked The Greatest Showman. And I say this as someone who didn't watch The Greatest Showman. Oh, Jane so it's has not purely seen from it. a judgmental. Yeah. See, I love The Greatest Showman. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I just, I, I tried to watch it and then I stopped. But like, I probably would like it if I really gave it a shot. Because then, day, yeah. Oh, yeah, I miss Zendaya. Um, we also like to ask our guests, what are you watching these days in, in you know, in our houses? When you get to choose, when you're not being coerced. When you're not being coerced. <laughs> I've just been watching Survivor. Oh, nice. <laughs> just That's a big quarantine thing. And seasons of Survivor. I'm really enjoying it. I had my first Survivor influenced dream last night, so <laughs> wow. it's really it's really taking over. Was my I life was right I now. in it? No, you usually text me if I'm in your dream. No, you weren't in this one, Maya. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm watching, <laughs> Maya. Well, in general, I've been watching just a lot of cartoons. I think I've been wanting something that's just light and like that I can watch, like just watch like an episode or a couple episodes. Um, but I did watch um, Happiest Season last night. Oh yeah, and honestly, the experience of watching that was a lot like the experience of watching the prom. Like, ooh, like, ooh. 
like someone else made this and it's not it's not scratching the itch i liked it i think i liked it better than the prom yeah i do think it was it was better but there was just so much where i was just like oh no why is this happening like Hmm. or like these characters are so dislikable like what's going on yeah we sort of talked about it and i was like curious about the discourse because what I saw on Twitter was people being like, stop talking about this movie. And I was like, wait, what are people saying? I don't know what to think. And I went in and watched it and was like, oh, this movie is fine. Like, it's a typical, like, holiday romp. But now I know how I yeah, should feel. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. I think it's the-, <laughs> I think it's the same thing where people are like, stop holding it to, like, really high standards when, like, we have nothing. Um, but people are like, yeah, but our complaints are valid. So um, I, I do feel like... Uh, unlike Happiest Season, The Prom is based on a real person's life, and so that makes me feel ickier about it. Um, I think the thing that... I just can't stop thinking about her. Yeah, I think the thing that both of them do that I feel like makes it not work is that they take this very real and very serious problem, and then they just, like, throw in all of these, like, very frivolous conflicts and jokes and stuff and it's just like Mm. well these aren't landing because there's actually like very real consequences to like coming out Mm. and like yeah 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 well hopefully um i my hope is that we'll get to cover other teen movies about queer teens that will be more made for teens because i i honestly just thought this was going to be more about teens yeah (laughs) and better yeah um we'll, we'll let you know um Jane, any any last thoughts? <laughs> oh, I didn't say what I was watching on TV. Oh, but yeah. I, I don't have anything to add, but I do have a dream story, which is I was Ooh. describing The Society, which is an amazing teen show that everyone should watch and should beg to have a second season for. I was describing The Society in detail to my boss, and at the end he was like, yeah, I mean, I watched it because you told me to watch it. <gasps> <laughs> and that was my dream. <laughs> how Jane, how, share with the listeners, how old is your boss? 30 oh wait i shouldn't say that <laughs> oh okay sorry okay. i don't know I don't but know. also i mean he this is it's just funny to think about i mean would he watch it i don't know i'll I don't ask know. him <laughs> um and i didn't share i'm watching anime i'm watching um neon genesis evangelion for the first time and it's good um it holds up okay everyone um that was that was our christmas special uh or holiday special for (laughs) (laughs) under the bleachers our podcast about teen content or you know content made for adults about teens Uh, we would we would love as usual we would love if you would hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts please don't forget to rate and also leave a review please it really helps this is for my mom who said she would leave me a review but she didn't (laughs) yet (laughs) And please, please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at Bleacher Teens. Uh, and we will see you next time. Under, under the, the Bleachers. bleachers. <laughs>